Hey guys, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. Uh, today we're doing some fun stuff. Uh, before we get started, you guys know the deal. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and our website, launchpadpod.com. Uh, Matt, uh, it's been a minute. We haven't seen each other for a while. This is We're recording this the day after Mother's Day. Uh, it, it went pretty well. I had a good Mother's Day. She didn't cry, so, you know, it's all good. <laughs> it's like, hey, step one, right? Yeah, step one. I mean, some, there was a, there's a lot of pressure. Some relationships, that's the best you can ask for. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, there's a lot of pressure on that first Mother's Day. Like, you have the baby for the first time, and everybody's like, what are you doing for Mother's Day? And I was like, oh, I have to pull this off. I have to pull this off, land it. Huh. Like Carrie Scruggs in that freaking like Russian America beats Russia. You know, I'm, t- I'm I'm making an Olympic gymnastics reference here. Roll with me. Definitely, our our audience is on board. They're like, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Just like when Bella Caroli carried her off in his arms, tens all around. <laughs> well, <laughs> the fact. Well, if you know that Mother's Day went well, if you yep. still have a wife and you still have a baby, and you guys are all still <laughs> in the same spot, like that. That's how you know that you nailed Mother's Day. Uh, that's how you know you passed Mother's Day. I guess I, I, pa- I passed. I, I think I passed. I think I passed pretty well because damn, the stakes are good. So, I mean, it's all okay. Good. You all had right. a shout out, Rumi. Tell me about this shout out you wanted to do. Yeah, dude. So, um. A while ago, I just Google. I was looking up eBay original Predator art, yeah, and uh, this awesome, really cool fucking sketch card artist came out in on eBay. A guy in the UK, uh, and his name is James underscore Lee L E E underscore artist. Check him out on Instagram. His shit is fantastic. The one that I saw, I don't know, third or fourth was this bitch in IG eighty eight, which. Matt's holding it up it right looked, now. For those I watching it, on yeah, YouTube, if you guys yeah, haven't seen this. it, that's cool. It's pretty cool, and it, like it's just I and it's IG eighty eight, not IG eleven. I just thought it was so such a cool card, and I started to look more because I first I saw one of his predators first, then I saw this bitch and alien. I got this bitch and alien, Whoa, and I also wrote him was like, "Do you do commissions?" He's like, "Yeah, I think I could do a commission." What's up? I got my two favorite predator images ever, which is uh, predator, so, predator, um. Big game cover number one and Predator Big Game cover number two. This is my favorite Predator image ever. But really, uh, all awesome. of these don't you own that gorgeous, picture? Right, and it's this. Don't you own? No, the original? I wish I. Uh, I almost did. I bid on it. It was. It went for like three and change. But it was right when I was buying my Frank Miller, and I was trying to hold it for the big gun for the Frank Miller. I don't want to say I regret it, but a little bit. But I just mm. did get a uh, a Chris Warner. Original series Aliens vs Predator page, so that's amazing. I'm psyched about that, yeah. So, but all these cards are awesome. James Lee artist on Instagram from UK, his shit is fucking dynamite. But the image that came up for the very first time when I searched original Predator art on eBay and I saw his first thing, it was something that just spoke to me, and not for myself, but for my brother from another rocket ship, Rumi. I was like, I need to get him one, and. This is the image, Rumi. You can hold it up. This is the image that I saw first. Well, that, <laughs> this is it's a uh, Rumi is holding up. It's a this is not the one I saw first. This is the one I saw later. It's a bitchin' uh, predator from Predator One with a wrist gauntlet. It's like photorealistic. It looks great. He uses um, paint markers, I believe. But that was a, an afterthought. The one that I saw first that I, made me a re uh, like immediately be like, I gotta get this for Rumi. And luckily, I don't know if I can show this on YouTube, my dude. Can you uh, 
Can you Greek it out a little bit? Can you make it a, a little bit more PG? Okay, maybe I'll just show a little bit of it. Let's just say this. Like a little strip tease. There you can see her predator face. Boop. Oh, Hold she's looking sexy. Um, let's just put it this way. This Yaucha. Let's put it this way. All right. Launchpad Podcast bringing you the Yaucha that'll make you say, Oucha, it's Darlene. This is the sexiest predator this side of this planet. She brought three uh, friends with her. I had to like so, put tape over the um, yeah, the plastic wrap because uh, let's YouTube put it would gently. lag their predator boobs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these predators have tigo bitties. I think is the like <laughs> technical term. And like <laughs> one of them is not nude, right? She's holding her boob, like she's holding her nipples. At yeah, least she's, she doing, can't she's see. doing a Janet Jackson for sure. Yeah. Then there's like some good boobage on one, and they have like see-through netting, like but in a sexy way. One of them has like an alien tongue necklace, right, hanging from yeah. her neck, if I remember correctly. Boop, there it is. There was. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, just if like... you haven't checked out our YouTube yet, this is the episode to do it because I saw these <laughs> nude female predators and immediately was like, uh, "How many are you selling? I'll take all." I think there was one in a bathing suit that I didn't get because it wasn't as hot as the rest. And there was one that was spread eagle, and I don't think it showed. I don't think it showed genitalia, but it still was a little bit too much. I was like, "This isn't as funny as just the boobs." <laughs> so, and I wrote to him, and I was like, I, "I need all these awesome ones, and I also need these fucking creepy, sexy ones for my my buddy." And he's like, he was like, a dude contracted me for like thirty of them, and then he couldn't pay for all of them, so I just he's like. I'll sell you a bunch of them because I'm stuck with them. I was like, well, great. My roomie will love these. <laughs> uh, yeah, they came in a package with a little tiny predator, which was cool. And my wife saw the little tiny predator and then she saw the baseball cards and she was like, what did you buy? And I was like, I didn't buy them. Matt bought them for me. And she's like, I don't know if that's worse. I don't know if that's worse. So she immediately took a picture and I posed the little tiny predator like a Burt Reynolds in Playboy. Like, uh, he's like, he's like leaning on his hand all sexy like. He's like, hey, what's up? What's up, ladies? And she sent it immediately to Matt's wife, Amanda. I was like, what did your husband send mine? And she's like, they're not okay. It's like, <laughs> but she, she laughed. So I think it's okay. Well, check out James Lee artist stuff. And like, if you look on his Instagram, it's got tons of photos. He does a ton of Star Wars, a ton of aliens, a ton of Predator, and they're all really, really gorgeous. Yeah, like, he's doing a big Star gorgeous. Wars kick right now. He's doing the bad yeah, 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 and stuff yeah. and like that. It's just he really does some really neat stuff. But if you're interested in the room in the in the rest of the series of these sexy ass predators, there's like <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. There's at least a dozen. I only got and Ruby three. If you commission them and can't pay, they end up in my hands. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was super cool. He worked in the UK. Uh, he he banged out these commissions quick for me, and he sent them all pretty reasonable, like actually very reasonably priced. And they got here fast. He thought there was going to be a lot longer, but cool guy doing some cool art. Um, check him out. Like honestly, I would I would and almost certainly will commission him in the future. First, some bigger pieces because it looks. I mean, it's awesome. Check it out. See, see his stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's a great and if artist. You see some erotic sci-fi <laughs> shit. Please buy it for please me. Please buy it. I will. Yeah. I will give you his home address if you agree to send him <laughs> stuff that will make his wife's eyebrows raise. <laughs> Sexy RoboCop is going to be too much. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my god, let's get on with Better the show. Better alive, you're coming with me. <laughs> Winkity wink, 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 wink. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> uh, he lives in he lives in the UK though. It's I'd buy that for a pound. <laughs> it's more than a it's more than a pound for sure. All right, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt, we're doing it live today. I told you this before we started. Today is live as mm. fuck, my bro, because I've been so busy with work and baby and all sorts of stuff. So, like, I'm, we're a little under the gun. Like, I'm sweating bullets right now, probably because I'm looking at these sexy ouch, but still, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm sweating bullets over over like this whole live aspect that we're doing. So, like. I might not be able to edit any of this out. Who knows? This might be it. You know, if it cuts out right now, this is all you're getting. End of so the going to be like super offensive and have a lot of technical issues is what you're saying, right? <laughs> what you, what's that, Matt? You froze. <laughs> Point out every glitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mispronounced the word froze. Hit a mark. Do that again. <laughs> but Matt, we're today we're talking about some more of that box set we got. We talked a little bit about ga- uh, Gamera earlier uh, in a previous episode, but today we're going to talk about more Gamera because I am in love with this flying turtle. As cheesy as he is, his like Hasey era is some of the best kaiju movies I have ever seen, hands down. And that's not, I don't know. Uh... It's hard for me to say some of the best, but it is so good. It really, really is cool. Um, and the Hasty area is, is, is such a good era to look at, you know, because the, the, the filmmaking quality is there, the sophistication of not only the shooting and the, and, and the you know, the, 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 the making of a movie, but the special effects, the suits, yep. they're so friggin' good at that point. Um, but they're I mean, fun. They're awesome. Would you say that the kaiju action is some of the best that's ever ever been on screen maybe not the movie yeah, itself. i think like, so like i could understand if somebody wanted to argue that godzilla versus destroy is a better movie than any of these hc movies that's fine i'm not gonna uh, you know I, I i could put in an argument for that but overall I, I get that concept but as far as like what they were able to do with miniatures and suit suit mm. nation guy in a suit action I, I i was blown away by these movies i've been watching a lot of godzilla with kent with my with my kid and like just the fight scenes, essentially. And, you know, I'm not and Showa era. I'm only watching Showa era. So it's really not a great comparison. Yeah, but it's very straightforward, right? You have the blah, blah, blah stuff with the humans. And then when you get into a fight, it's big third person action. You know, a third person wide camera getting the two monsters smashing through cities or deserts or whatever it is. But big it's very like formulaic drop. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. But again, Showa era versus Hasey era. But still, it's fun. But it's a certain level of, I guess, lack of sophistication that it almost makes it more enjoyable. It's almost like watching Shitty Movie Sunday. You're not watching Shitty Movie Sunday for the same reasons you're watching Silence of the Lambs, right? Yeah. When you watch the Gamera Hasey era, it's really like the camera angles. The shots are really well thought out. The action is well thought out. Um, the miniatures are definitely way better than the Showa era. And the Showa era I love. You can see the, you know, you can see the age on it, but I love it. Um but these are awesome, and and this is like this is one of those things that I think you and I are so often on the same page, and we have such like the same our fingers on the same nerd pulse 
But Gamera is something that I almost definitely would have never touched by myself. But the fact that you were like, hey, these are awesome. I, they were on my radar. And then you just sent me a box set. I was like, well, I have to fucking watch them now. Like, if for nothing, out of love for you and, and, and appreciation for you sending me the set. But I'm so glad you did because these are awesome. We talked uh, a couple episodes ago. We talked about the first Hasey Gamera and the second Hasey Gamera. Today, we want to focus a little bit more on three and four, right? Right, right. And technically, there's a, th- a trilogy. Gamera, Guardian of the Universe, Gamera, Attack mm-hmm. of Legion, and Gamera, Rise of uh, Revenge of Isis. And Gamera then- 3, Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. <laughs> and then Gamera 4, it technically isn't Gamera 4, it's a new one. It's called Gamera the Brave. Sure. And it's, a, it's a reboot. Reboot. Interesting. Yeah. So, we watched them, um, and Gamera... Three, the end of the Hasey era trilogy, I was so impressed with because of the monster mm, yeah. fighting and the story actually, I was actually interested in it. It's mm-hmm. typical kaiju movie human bullshit. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat <laughs> that, that this isn't a whole lot of bullshit. There is a ton of moments sure. where you're like, really, we're going to follow these assholes to find out what they care about because I don't. But it did something. <laughs> it did something that did make me care. A little bit like the Grinch, that little like x-ray comes in. My little, my little heart grows three times bigger. They had a girl who was doing like the brooding Batman thing way before Batman versus Superman. It, she was like, I hate Gamera. And everybody's like, Gamera, he's a friend of the children. We love Gamera. And she's like, I hate him. And they're like, Why? <laughs> what do you mean, man? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, what? Gamera's dope. Not down with Gamera. And she's like, no, not my jam. And they're like, what are you talking about? And she's like, Gamera killed my parents. And they keep going to these flashbacks of like a demon Gamera smashing through her apartment building and she knows her parents are inside and they are crushed. They're dead. And so now she's like left to take care of her little brother and has this like burning rage for Gamera. And she basically finds this like protector spirit in a cave in the woods and it turns into this like soul sucking demon that turns into a giant kaiju monster and starts fucking shit up royally destroying things it's wild and she has a connection with iris and there's the girl from the trilogy who has the connection with gamera like a little psychic like thing going on and they all have to come together and try and figure with, out how to they stop each have it. matching necklaces right yeah, yeah, they each yeah. have little matching necklaces for their own kaiju it's it's great it's so good and you know there's a bunch of goofy characters this is like the weird like ambiguously gay villain who's like giggling in the corner he reminded me of that guy from big lebowski that's in uh, Julian yeah. Moore's apartment, who's just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just laughing the whole time. <laughs> and you're like, well, who yeah. is this guy? He's like a computer but programmer. It was, it, it was wacky enough. Like, I didn't like it, but it was wacky enough for me. Like, okay, it's almost like the the humans in Final Wars, Godzilla Final Wars. I'm like, totally unnecessary. I don't care about any of these people. It's way over the top. It feels like a video game. I love this movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, okay, you're just throwing this extra shit into the pot. I'm on board for I don't get it, but I'm on board for it. Exactly. And every time I cut back to it, there was something that you're like, well, okay. But then the kaiju fights were bloody. Like, yeah. What well, starts off the first fight you see is like an older looking, beaten up, one tusk broken Gamera. And he's ho- trying to hold his own against mul- multiple Gatos. Is that what they're called? Gaios. The, 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 the little bird things. And he's dropping them, but they're dropping him. And he ends up taking a digger and they all converge on him and they're fucking eating him. And he dies and he blows himself up. He has predator nuclear 
That's Gamera the Brave. You're thinking about the wrong movie. Are you sure? 100%, because I'm looking at my notes for Gamera the Brave. Oh, never mind. Well, edit that <laughs> out, Room. <laughs> um, we can this get is, Wait, how does what this if we just start, start What if we just start meshing it all together so it's like people don't even know is it Gamera the Brave? Yeah, you guys don't know. Are you guys, does anyone... Hey, write us. Tell us the truth. Do you guys fact check what we say or just like take it for granted? Well, listen to our great I have more to say about... Yeah, I have more to say about... Well, then let's stay on Iris, because Iris is... Well, I know Iris for sure... The last fight is fucking brutal. Awesome. So what happens and to Gamera in the last fight? They're in like a train station, right? Smashing shit yeah, up. And there's people next to them watching and they're, you know, there's the human drama and Iris, who is the, the evil or the, I guess the antagonistic Kaiju impales one of Gamera's arms to like the wall. Yeah. Like and Gamera can't get up. Him. Yeah. Right. And she's, uh, I think Iris is going to blast him with some sort of like kill you Ray. So he's trying to get out, and it's been a gnarly fight with a lot of impalements and stabbings until Lots that point. Lots of blood. Gamera looks down at his arm and just fireballs. Like, he's got a, a fireball attack, like uh, Godzilla's uh, radioactive breath, and he just blows fire on his own arm and burns you know, his arm apart so his hand is stuck to the wall, and he can get out. It's so, yeah. fucking awesome. One arm ripped off bleeding everywhere and they're fighting inside this train station that's huge and it's a gorgeous miniature set and what's mm -hmm. really awesome is we got to see the actual set like earlier in the film there the humans are there and you're like this place is gorgeous hope it doesn't get smashed by a giant turtle <laughs> and the recreation like what it takes to recreate a, a building architecture that faithfully Blew my mind. I was I was so impressed with how good the miniature looked in comparison to the real building that we had seen. And they're fighting inside of this train station, this giant train station. And Iris is fucking him up. He's fucking up Iris. She's about to hit him again with another beam. And he takes his fucking stump and impales her with it. And mm -hmm. you're just like, holy There's a lot of stabby cow. stabby in that fight. Yeah. A lot of blood <sighs> shooting out. It's pretty hardcore. I like... The Iris design is pretty cool. I think she looks very similar to a lot of like Evangelion type of yes. Gundam type suits. Mm -hmm. Kind of like those like weird wings slash vents coming off her back and everything. A lot of she tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of tentacles. Tentacles all over the place. Um, it's fun though. And, and going back to what you said about the miniatures, I have to rewatch a lot of Godzilla Hayseed to see if this carries through. But one thing I've noticed in these movies as at least as opposed to show era stuff is a lot of times they establish and you know play around on the miniatures before they get smashed and what you if you think about it when you establish a miniature set and and show some shit happening there first that's not destruction if you do it right and shoot it right your brain the audience's brain gets tricked into thinking that that is the real thing you so know when you see it smashed it looks real like you don't realize oh that's a miniature of something i've seen earlier because what you saw earlier was also the miniature so yeah. it doesn't it your, your brain doesn't have that that uh you know cut mark in its mind you know where i learned that trick first gumby <laughs> good guess but friday the 13th Gumby before the brave <laughs> <laughs> where <laughs> uh friday the 13th with the axe the axe kill i i saw like tom savini explain why that works on like a behind the scenes documentary. He's like, I show a real X hit a lamp and break it. And that tells your brain that mm -hmm. that's real. So then when I put the fake X in the lady's face, you're like, Oh, that was a real X, but it's like, show it real first. 
make them think it's real first so then when it's fake you 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 don't question it as fast and that's part of the what we keep saying at least i keep saying that the word sophistication of yeah. these movies right the hey sierra is it's not as simple as just throwing two guys in monster suits and letting them fight in a fake city that's fine and that's fine for show era stuff but this is like filmmaking where they really are trying to craft a story right they really are trying to and i guess in this case the hasty era versus the show era we're starting to see the technology such that you can have live action actors composited it into a miniature scene pretty pretty convincingly pretty yeah. good it's amazing i don't honestly don't remember how he defeats iris because at the end of the movie they're like a thousand guys are coming like mutant birds are coming to destroy Japan. What are we going to do? And they're like, hope Gamera's on our side. And that's the end of the movie. It just shows him being like, ah, with his one arm and everybody's like, Gamera. And you're like, wait, what? And I kept rewinding and be like, are we not going to get to see him fight these thousand guys? Come on, what? But that's the end because it just makes you want to like either cheer for him, see more. I guess it's a, a tactic, but I was like, wait, what? Because I really expected there to be a definitive ending and they leave it on kind of a giant cliffhanger it's wild and it's one of those i guess like like godzilla rebooted itself and thought it was dying or thought it was the end of the franchise so many times yeah i guess like every fucking franchise right but there were so many where they're like this is the last one and then it wasn't or this is the last one at least until the next era of movies where they're like well forget about these 15 but these 15 keep in mind for the next one <laughs> remember this one the third one the fifth and every odd <laughs> yeah. even one especially when it's a full moon and you're like wait what they, That's they, like how I used to collect comic series. I'd have like number one, number three, number five, number six, seven, eight, number 12. And you're just like, I get the gist of what's happening to these characters. You know, the Godzilla franchise is so full of weird retcon of like what, what timeline to follow. And I feel like Gamera rebooted itself. It did the three movies. It did them great. It left it open at the end to be like, he'll be a friend of the children and fight for Japan forever. Yay. Everybody's happy. A couple years later, 2006, they're like, let's reboot that shit. I was like, why? Why? It was so good. Why not keep a good thing going? They're like, because we love this friend of the children thing. Someone is obsessed <laughs> with Gamera being a friend to all children. So they just want this like cutesy shit. And boy, they came with the cutesy shit. I don't hate this movie, though. But it certainly, after I was watching three badass, incredible, like, top-notch, top-of-the-game kaiju movies, this one did not hold up compared to the other ones. It's not a bad movie, and honestly, the kaiju effects in it, awesome. Really, mm -hmm. It's really, my favorite really villain good. of at least this era of Gamera, for sure. It's it, this cool dragon. I mean, it's a very stereotypical-looking dragon, like, yeah. like Asian-influenced dragon, but it looks fucking awesome. Zayus. I didn't really... Like, Iris looks kind of cool, and uh, Legion looks pretty cool, but, and not to slam it, but it's very manga and anime, um, like, influence design. Like, it looks very much from that world, which is not anything that I've never really cared about. I want, I like, I like my kaiju more traditional. This is definitely more of that, and I loved it for that. Yeah. Um, going into this one, you told me that Gamera the Brave was the kid one. It was the one for kids. So I went in with that mentality. Now, I don't know if you hadn't said it if I would have come away from the movie with a different feeling, but I don't disagree with you that it is a movie for the kids, but there are some fucking brutal things that happen in this movie that contradict that statement 
so hard that it's almost like when you watch a movie and you're like, who was the target demo here? Or you're like, what was the tone that they yeah. were going for? Did they right. think this was for children? Did they think this was for families? Did they think this was for people, but like grown up people, but acknowledging the children aspect of it? Because there's a ton of stupid bullshit children shit, but there's also the evil kaiju monster eats a ton of people directly in front of a child to the point where you think the child got eaten too. And it's revealed that he crawled into a crevice and watched it happen. He's covered in their blood. Yes. When they pull and him I out of the some rubble. Of them were related to him. They were yes. his family, right? Covered in their blood. You see Zetas chewing into a crowd of people at like, they're trapped in rubble and he starts chewing into the rubble and he throws a body up in the air and chomps it in midair. Yes. What? That's, uh, yeah. So let me, let me kick this off for you. It opens with a whole bunch of like, it's the great hut burning of 72 and all these like huts are burning down and they're really burying the lead. You're like, I hope this is kaiju related and not something that's like, I'm going to feel bad laughing at, but it's this little kid witnessing Gamera fighting a bunch of Gaios and he like self-destructs like you and said I, like I said that's the one I said before he's missing a tusk like one, yeah. you know he's a turtle with tusks one of the tusks is broken some it's of his shell up. is broken and you're, yeah. I was like I got on board fast I was like this is the coolest Gamera suit of all of them and they've been pretty good suits and I was like this is awesome but and then he explodes and yeah, he everybody's like his ass kicked and they're <gasps> eating him and he blows himself up and blows yeah. up and they're like, oh, he sacrificed himself. Hope we don't have any more trouble because we're now no. without Gamera's. Rumi, they don't go, oh, he sacrificed himself. They go, Gamera sacrificed himself for all of us. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they're yelling and singing <laughs> in the streets. I would be like, uh, there's been a lot of giant monster bullshit happening the last decade or two. Yeah, right? I hope that was the end of it. Like, we just we just used our last like ace in the hole, you know. It's like, um, where do we put in for another Gamera? I don't think we get like redos on that. Do, do we get a coupon yeah. that we're like, can we redeem this for another Gamera? Please? Like the next giant monster that comes out, they're like, oh, I hope he's good. <laughs> I hope he's a friend of children. <laughs> but then the movie like shows that the little boy watching is now grown up. He has a son of his own, and they're visiting the mother's grave five minutes into the movie and the mm -hmm. kid has an inner monologue and this movie comes with some heavy yep. fucking death ideas. He goes, my mom's not in heaven. She's in a box of ashes buried underneath this little hut. Whoa. And that's so now <laughs> like, I'm like, I just watched Gamera get eaten and then blow himself up. I, and now this kid is talking about how he does not believe in the concept of heaven. And then he knows his mom's earthly remains are all that is left buried in this hut. And you're like, this is for children. <laughs> so nihilistic. Uh, like, can you imagine being, like you said, if it's for kids, the kids have a lot of questions. If it's for families, the parents are like, better make a mental note. Ah, got to talk to my kid <laughs> about death after this movie. All right, camera, what do you got? So like seven minutes in, this kid looks off to the distance where Gamera blew himself up. There's like an island there now. And it's like seven minutes in the movie, there's a blinky thing out there. And I'm like, better go investigate investigate that shit kid and the kids like no i'm gonna wait 20 more minutes <laughs> we find out that the monster council is disbanded smooth move bros that's a council uh, yeah. of humans to talk about monsters not a council of monsters right <laughs> yeah it's called I'd the monster council movie. yeah <laughs> Ooh, justice league hashtag release the gamma cut um, oh i have a great justice league idea remind me later it's really oh, okay. batman but tell me i'll tell you later so the Monster Council disbanded, which I guess they were the ones who dealt with the giant monsters. Um, 
we see these kids like playing in the water and they're playing like a classic children's game um, called Yank Your Friend's Pants Off. <laughs> I noticed that too. The Japanese children in these movies have a lot of interesting pant situations. <laughs> they're either too short, <laughs> yeah, not on at all. Trying to rip a- <laughs> um, the kid's name is Toro and um, he's like, I don't have a bathing suit. And they're like, it's okay. Take your pants off. Take his pants off. And they're trying to rip his pants off. And some kid says something that's basically a your mom joke. He's like, your mom's going to take your pants off. Mm-hmm. And he's like, my mom's dead. And they're all like, oh. He's like, oh, I'm just screwing with you. Yanking this other kid's pants off. And they're yeah. like, wow. Um, Which like, okay, that's kind of how kid, kids are stupid and, and all over the fucking place. I love it. Uh, so like 11 minutes into the movie, we get 100% more ghost moms than I was expecting from this movie. <laughs> the kid's hallucinating. Camera four, the brave. Ghost mom. Ghost mom. <laughs> um, he's got a little neighbor girl, and she's a flirt. Um, <laughs> but they hint that she's sick in a plot line I do not give a shit about. They're like, oh, I hope her heart surgery goes okay. And you're like, oh, my God, are we going to have to give a shit about her heart surgery this whole movie? Sure thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so then, like, 15 minutes I'm just, in. Are you okay that I'm letting you do all the heavy lifting? Because I'm just yep. listening to you and laughing. Like, I'm not really... I'll just agree with you. That's right, guys. What he said is true. I'll hit a mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he sees that shiny thing again, 15 minutes in. And at this point, I'm like, you have to go get that kid. And he's like <laughs> looking at it really hard. He's like, hmm. And I'm like, dude, this movie's not budging another inch if you don't get that thing. I don't know. Should I go get that thing? And I'm screaming at the TV. Go get that fucking shit. You click in that cold water. I don't give a shit. Take your pants off. Swim out there naked. Suddenly it cuts to him getting the thing that's been glowing out there. And it's this little like glowing rock and sitting on the glowing rock is a little turtle egg and a turtle pops out and you're like, yay. And he's like, cool. I got a turtle pet. Um, he's not allowed to have pets cause his dad owns a restaurant and he needs to focus on work and not have pets. <laughs> um, which is weird, but that's he like it. revenge of the Sith level shitty writing. Yeah. Like, wait, you can't have a pet cause you own a restaurant. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) George Lucas is like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I buy it. George Lucas is like, hmm, let me get my pencil out. She's a senator. She can't love anybody and he can't. (laughs) Senators can't love and restaurant owners can't have pets. I guess. Even if the kid was like, because turtle soup is on the menu, like I would have gotten that. Right, right, right. You you got to give me one more sentence. (laughs) Racist against turtles. Racist against turtles. So cut it out, Rumi. This is live. Oh, I'll hit a mark. We just lost all of our turtle audience. <laughs> <laughs> Michelangelo, as like, well as as well as restaurant owners. Bummer, dude. Yeah. Um, so while the kid's getting Gamera, this little baby turtle, which he's named Toto, um, the dad is talking to heart surgery girl's dad, and we get a whole lesson on how Gamera saved the small fishing town economy with mystical red pearls. And it's like when he self-destructed, mm-hmm. that's what he was thinking about. He's like, hmm, I hope I save this economy of this little fishing town. Like, what? I do that's, not need the, five minutes of this shit. The, if you play, ever played the Gamera video game, that's the secondary attack. There's, you have the Predator risk gauntlet bomb, and then the secondary, <laughs> cat is, a secondary attack is an economy boost. <laughs> <laughs> Red Pearl economy boost. It's like I've never really thought of like kaiju movies and how they like affect the economy until I saw Shin Godzilla and they didn't run. Say, yeah. I was going to say, well, my friend, I have a movie for you. <laughs> so the kid's hiding Toto. And with most, like, especially in the show era Gamera films, 
the kids in Gamera movies say his name a lot. They're like, Gamera, 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 the whole time. I hate movies that use somebody's proper name way too often. Like, in our conversation, I'm never like, Matt, 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 Matt. It's like fucking uh, Lost Boys, Michael. They're noodles, Michael. They're worms, Michael, Michael. And you're just like, God damn it. Way too many times. Nobody says other people's names that This has often. to be an episode. An episode where we, we say too many people's names too much. Okay. Or too many characters. Well, this Okay, Rumi? Rumi, is that okay? Rumi, is that okay, Rumi? <laughs> I'm okay with that, man. So, they don't know that it, they have a Gamera yet, so they keep calling it Toto, and the whole movie, they're like, Toto, 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 and you're like, wait, am I watching Gamera the Brave or Toto the Gamera? I don't know. Toto, I don't know. Toto the regular <laughs> turtle. Toto, well, he's not a regular t- turtle because he has some like hijinks. He can fly. He's oh. like, boing, 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 boing. and so like in a, a very fun, turtle. a very fun Transformer esque scene, right, where the dad is talking and it's flying around his head and it flies from her to him and he catches it. Yeah, right. And like it's like zipping around and tripping him. A knife falls on the floor and he looks at it sideways because it's like a visual like nod to uh, Gurion, the big knife head monster that he fights in another movie. In the show eras, right? In the show era, yeah. There's that big knife head monster, and it's like, boom, and the knife obviously looks like that monster. Um, but basically, the kid's like, I can't handle all this responsibility of a flying turtle. So we get the forbidden pet So moment. he flushes it. <laughs> <laughs> and Master Splinter raised him. Down, Teenage Mutant Ninja Gamera's teen. No. He doesn't. He takes it to the beach, and we have what I found out today is called the shoe the dog moment. Now, I could not figure this out. I was like, what is it called in a movie when a kid's like, get out of here. I don't love you. Yeah. Yeah. And Kate was like, I'll find it immediately. Click, 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 click. It's called shoe the dog. She knew how to internet like, oh. She just said that to shut you up. She just pretended she was looking at like fucking, you know, like body soaps or something for two minutes and was like <laughs> this ought to make him stop talking to me about this sent me proof sent me a list of movies that have shoe the dog moments in them now can you name because i want to have a huge tangent about this can you name a movie that has a shoe the dog moment harry and the hendersons exactly right up on there now That's i my had first one, one that i think of very specific in my head and it was a boy a child Yelling at like a jungle cat. And I was like, what is this? What is this? Did you ever see the movie Cheetah and Friends? No, that's fake. No, it's a Walt Disney movie called <laughs> Cheetah and Friends. And it has one of the harshest, like, shoe the Which dog he, moments ever. He kills the cheetah? No. It's him just yelling, like, get out of here. Go. I don't love you. And he throws a rock at it and he throws a stick and he keeps trying to follow him home. And they turn their backs on it. They have to make the animal think that they don't love it. Right. That's horrible. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Harry and the Hendersons, Pete's Dragon, Flipper, the ant from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like, it's a thing. Oh, yeah, the ant. For sure. Oh, hor- horribly heartbreaking. Well, the kid Are any of the to- ones you mentioned dogs? No. <laughs> well, it's a shoe the dog moment because I think- Shoe the cheetah, shoe the dragon, shoe the flipper, shoe the dolphin, <laughs> shoe the sasquatch. <laughs> this movie gives us a shoe the camera. Yeah. Shoe the giant space turtle. Well, Except at that point. He's not that giant yet, but he almost gets run over by a car, and the kid's like, well, I guess I can't get rid of you now. So, And that's a missed opportunity. So the kid like puts it in the water at the edge of the beach. He's like, later, bro, get out of here. I don't love you. And he walks away, and he waits on the street to see if the camera follows him. And Gamera does, tries to cross the street, and there's this like very milked-out scene of the turtle 
crossing the street and the truck coming. And I was like, the truck's going to hit that turtle and the truck is going to upend, right? Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. how cool would that be? No, the kid fucking picks the turtle up and nothing gets run over or crashed. <laughs> uh, so he takes him home and the turtle's getting bigger, like real big. big. And he's getting big, cute eyes. And he goes to his friends who are at a skate park. And he's like, hey, you guys like turtles? And they're like, I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I made the same joke to Kent while watching that movie. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, you guys want to come back to my room and see my turtle? And they're like, yeah. Which it's it's really awkward. Like when I was watching this, you're I was like, making yeah, you're making the way you presented the pants pulling off game and the way you're making them sound now. It's a slightly different movie than what I watched. But <laughs> well, after I knew that these kids had a per chance to pull each other's pants off, and the kids like, you want to come back to my room and see my turtle? And the kids are like, I love turtles, and they're like, Oh no, these kids are so trusting. Um, it's wild. So they go back and this turtle's huge now. And they're like, well, we got to hide him. So they're hiding him. And like, we see this sort of montage of the turtle getting bigger and he's got giant cute eyes. Oh my God. He's so fucking cute now. And we're at 38 minutes and Toro and Toto try to keep them straight are cuckoo chilling. And Toro says, Hey, remember that red stone? You were like, I found your egg on because I sure didn't. I don't think anybody else in this fucking movie remembered that stone. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. He's like, I need to give it to my flirty neighbor chick because she's about to have heart surgery. And we're like, great. Oh, my God. I'm so glad we're coming back to this plot. So he gives it to her for good luck. And at 45 minutes in, we get a monster that shows up and like eats some people. We get that scene where he's chewing on people and Toro's mm -hmm. friend is like, oh, my God, covered in blood. That kid is going to be scarred for life. Oh, my God. But it's pretty fucking sweet. I think it would make me stronger. Don't you think you'd feel badass surviving a, a kaiju slaughter like that? Just eating everybody? I suppose, but it could also turn me into that annoying chick from the last movie and be like, who controls a kaiju? Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, my parents die in a kaiju accident. I get to control one later. Hmm, tip, tip, I feel like, tip, and tip. I'm not like, I don't know too much about this, but I feel like there was a, uh, there's a Pokemon called Mew or Mewtwo. It was the bad guy in the Pokemon movie, which I've never seen, but I know what the picture looks like. I'm I so like that, impressed that you, of all the things that you're like, is that an anime or a video game? Like that's Overwatch, Matt. You pulled out not only a Pokemon, but like a key Pokemon. Mewtwo. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, I feel like Iris kind of looks like a, an up level of that. For sure. I would even control if I if that was the one that I could control. I couldn't control a cool dragon one. I'd be like, fine, that's fine. No, you get, me, get to control get those... Jigglypuff. That's it. <laughs> I'd take it. But I like the little I like the little guy who was like a spiral punching guy. Yeah, he was like a little cool purple too. guy with a spiral polywog. Poly poly. Yeah, it was polywog. some something with a wog. <laughs> some sort of wog. There's a bunch of people who are like your nerd cred is just being flushed down the <laughs> toilet. They're like, they don't even know. Well, they don't even know what movie Mewtwo is in. They don't even know the spiral punchy hey, back one. Hey, dildo, stick to naked <laughs> predators, all right? <laughs> hey, you guys want to come see my turtles? Yowchas. <laughs> you guys so, want to come see my predator fan art? <laughs> uh, you ever seen the movie Pieces? That's how the, that movie starts. <laughs> All right, now we're back on track in our wheelhouse here. <laughs> <laughs> so this giant monster, Zetas, is about to fuck up these kids, and a giant, to 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 I mean, Gamera shows up. 
And we have this awesome big day, big daytime bridge fight, and it looks pretty good. I mean, it's, it looks it's, fucking yeah. for what it is. Yeah. Especially, it looks great. And it's this like the 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 what's the bad guy's name? Zetus. Zetus looks awesome, and he's like a full fucking dragon. And you got this little stupid cute turtle with big eyes. It looks just like the stupid baby Godzilla in the Hazy era movies. And but he's holding his own. He's fucking biting him. The the. How Zetus dare you gets, compare him to Manila? Because he is way Minya. He is way, 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 way better than Minya. He's a better I, I, fighter, I guess. But he's I would got the take, same stupid eyes. I, guess, I agree with you. Fucking eyes. I would take but him over Minya any day. Zayas, is that what you said? Zayas, Doctor Zayas. Yeah. Doctor Zayas gets stuck in the in the suspension cables of the bridge and can't reach the turtle. The turtle backs up further into the bridge to to be safe. And Zayas has this like yo-yo tongue that comes out and tries to stab him oh, and is yeah. breaking through the bridge and it's pretty fucking cool like it's awesome it's really a cool sequence it's really good and it really shows off again great miniature work awesome mm-hmm. suit fighting good compositing they do a good job say good compositing and digital stuff for what it was well like the tongue is a little bad cgi but i'll give it to him because look sure. i get it that it's a hard thing to do and they do a great job with it well Zetus gets his ass tossed into the water, and and Gamera holds his own. Great, the government Not shows up. Toto, Toto, you're right. Sorry, We're not in Kansas Ga- anymore. Ga- Gamero, Gamerodo. Anyway, the government shows up and they capture him immediately, and like they take him to this place to do some science shit on him, where they're like pumping him full of blood or taking <laughs> his blood out. I don't know. It's made out of like concert some sort scaffolding. Of science shit. Yeah, it looks like they're either gonna have a concert or like. Do some science shit on him. I don't know which. <laughs> Toro is in a refugee camp and ha- hearing some heavy shit because he's like, oh my God, my turtle is the next Gamera. Man, I don't want him to die just like everything else I love. And his dad's like, well, fuck you then, kid. No, his dad's like, oh yeah, it's pretty tough, but it- your turtle has a bigger purpose. And it's like, that's heavy as fuck. Yeah. Everything that I love dies. Holy shit. And for the rest of the movie, this kid... (laughs) Need to talk about my kid, more about this later. Thanks, Gamera the Brave. The rest of the movie is this kid afraid that his turtle slash Gamera is going to sacrifice himself. And the kid, like, like it's a a pretty heavy struggle. And there's a couple times where the the Gamera's about to do something, and he's like, don't sacrifice. The kid is like, don't sacrifice yourself. Don't die. Don't let yourself get killed. And it's like, damn. And then they get a phone call. And they're like, hey, Mai's okay after heart surgery. And I was like, finally, I was wondering. I was beginning to wonder what was happening in that <laughs> And the kids are like, oh, to- Toto's going to need this stone. So then back at the science lab, Zeta shows up and smashes through the laboratory. It's a bitchin' cool like miniature composite where he's smashing through. Gamera wakes up, turns into this giant battle in the streets, and shit's getting fucked up. They're tearing up buildings. Zetas is destroying Toto. He, there's one point where Toto bites onto his tail and Zetas mm-hmm. jumps onto the top of a building and does like a forward barrel roll and flings Gamera Toto into a building. So his ass is just hanging out. He's like, well, just this stuck, is how I yeah. die. Yeah, this is how I die. And the kids have to do this like magical marathon where they're handing off the stone and somehow the kids just magically know that this is what needs to be done. And like every time one kid gets stopped, like he gets stuck at a fence, another kid just sees him as like, well, gotta gotta take the stone, runs up, takes the stone, runs, keeps running closer to Gamera. Some cop stops some kid, he ha- yeah. he tosses it to another kid. 
yeah, it just keeps, it's, it's like a very cool, fun, magical scene. And then you're like, oh yeah, all those kids' families are probably dead. <laughs> all those, all kids those families. kids are orphans. Honestly, it's the better version of the, hey, Spidey, we're New Yorkers. Yeah. What's in, what's in <laughs> you're right. It's the same seed, right? It's the you just need to see Thomas Howell swinging his crane over and taking that stone from yep. one of those kids. It's kind of cute. And it like it's a, it, it, especially since it's the kid, you know, the most kid friendly mer- uh, version of this of this creature of the, in this franchise. Well, it certainly shows the friend all children moment where the kids are like, we're going to help Gamera win. And honestly, when you give the human bullshit an aspect that is important to the plot to help Godzilla win, we need to stop Mechagodzilla by dumping whiskey, which doesn't do shit. (laughs) If you had actually done something, I would have given you credit. But also, who the fucking hack Mechagodzilla? It changed the color of the computer. (laughs) You're right. Now I'm red. (laughs) Made it angry. Well, anyway, back to the movie that's better than that movie. Um, The kids do this rock marathon. Uh, Gamera's stuck out there. The dad and the kid reunite in a hospital because the kid's looking for the girl. And he's like, I need to find the girl. His dad sees him, runs up and just slaps the shit out of him. He's like, you scared me sick. I was like, damn, (laughs) that kid got rocked. But then the dad's like, I'll help you. So let's get to the top. And so they climb up the stairs. The kid has the stone. He comes and finds Gamera. His Gamera's hanging out of a skyscraper. Ass ass out. (laughs) And his head's just like, whoop. Yeah, he's just like sitting there. And I was unclear whether he was stuck or was given up and he was like, what am I going to do? I'm just fucking hanging out of a building. Yeah. But he's not, he's not, he's not even trying to get out. Well, at this point, Zetas climbs up on the other tower near the building and starts tongue fucking the shit out of camera. <laughs> just like he takes his tongue and blasts it through him, like just spiking him, like through his gut, through his legs. He's just tearing him up from the backside. And camera's just like, whoop, whoop, stuck in a building. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I can't even fly yet. So the kid runs up with the big, glowy rock thing is like the brain i was calling it the brain rock brain rock he's like chow down bro and gamera opens his mouth he but eats don't it. sacrifice yourself don't blow up and he's like all right i won't blow up so he pulls himself out of the building he eats the rock and it's like spinach Da-na-na-na-na. yeah rockets start shooting at his ass his legs he <laughs> he blasts out flies into the air punches zetas and then is like oh i don't know how to fly yet and crashes into the earth spectacularly. And you're like, oh my gosh, is he dead? Zetas comes down. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up, bro. And he stands up and just go, that wasn't my rocket power. That was my fire breath power. Do, 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 do. Fires his giant fireball loogie. Hits Zetas. Zetas explodes in one of the coolest, like, fireballs. Just do, 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 Different tiers from top to bottom. Just blows up into a ton of tiny pieces. Fucking awesome. Fucking great. So cool. And then the government's like, great, thanks, Gamera. Let's go back and do some science shit. But all the kids <laughs> from the marathon are like, mm. no. And they make a human barricade. And they're like, step aside, kids. And they're like, no. Friend to all children, Gamera. They, you know, you can't. What are you going to do? And Gamera stands up, turns into a rocket ship and spins, spins, spins away. Does his Frisbee thing. His- Burns all the children as his <laughs> it, rockets ignite. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that would have like saved me by there, <clears throat> but like that's the end. And I mean, he's better than Minya. The children, as annoying as they are, they're not the most annoying children in kaiju movies. I mean, sure, yeah, for sure. It was really well shot, but like it's like a sad Disney movie, like Fox and the Hound, except like the Fox and the Hound don't turn into kaiju and start fucking each other up. But if they did, <laughs> I'd watch that shit. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I would watch that shit, right? 
Um, and I, I did the smash score. I kept track and it is 20 minutes out of 90 minutes. So it gave us a score of 22, which is the lowest we've had so far. Which For makes Gamma sense. the Brave? For Gamma the Brave. Did you do There's a smash score of, of uh, ISIS? Gamma yes. 3? Gamma 3 got a 35. Huge. Baller. Yeah. Gamma 2 had a 37, which is uh, the second highest that I've seen so far. Right. The highest I've seen is 43 out of 100 minutes for Godzilla versus Destroya. Got a 43, man. Ooh, that's it's heavy. A pretty good movie. And again, I got I to gotta check out some more, he's, uh, some more hasty Godzilla stuff. But one thing that I noticed watching all four, and I almost seemed to be progressively more so, was a lot of kaiju action shot and, and, and given to the audience through the perspective of people. Of humans. Again, I've been watching a lot of show era Godzilla. It's a lot of third person, wide camera, you know, establishing shots for the fight. This was a lot of like man on the street angles with Kaiju looming above you, especially in the last two, in three and four, in Isis and in, in Gamera yeah. the Grave. And I think that it changes their perspective. And the thing that I always think about with this, and I would like teach this to a class, was you ever read Alex Ross's Marvels? Yes. Oh, I love it so much. I loved it. And I thought it was so cool because all the Marvel events in that book felt like Godzilla, like, you know, uh, um, the Submariner attacking New York City with the Atlanteans and all these creatures and all these robots and shit. And I was like, wow, that seems so different than when you read it in a comic book. And I later realized it's because that story is being told through a photographer, a human photographer. It's not being told from a third person point of view or like when you read a Spider-Man comic, he is your gateway. You're watching and learning the story through him. Even if you're not in his head, per se, you're relating to him. When you relate to a person in that world, a human, it changes the whole fucking everything. You know what it is in a Godzilla movie in Marvel's it is from a perspective that you recognize when you're on the street. I recognize sure. on the street as a perspective. I understand how big something is when I mm -hmm. see it next to a store, a house, a car. Right, right. I understand how big that is. When I see superheroes fight in Marvels from my office window, like I've been in a tall office building. I understand that perspective of like looking outside and seeing like a helicopter go by or even just like seeing down below. Like it gives you scope that you understand when you're doing giant third person, you know, Showa era smashy smashy and you're like haha they're smashing that city even in Godzilla versus Kong the final fight was pretty wide right that didn't right. feel like Hong Kong didn't feel like a real city it just felt like props exactly. for these monsters a video to game smash or something. Into. yeah yeah exactly. and it's very cinematic it's a great way to show that but I think it 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 evokes a different emotion than when you are the man on the street yeah and I think there's a little when when you're the audience and you're seeing it from down there it's a little scary, right? Because it's way bigger. There's usually shit falling onto you or near you. And I think it really makes it a more human. Well, it makes the audience feel more human watching it because you feel involved because you're literally seeing it from that point of view. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's a really cool thing that also makes these movies a more relatable and B it feels like there's more on the line. You know what I mean? It's almost like, um, giant monster all out attack. God's, I think is giant mon the 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 one where Godzilla is possessed. Yeah, you Ooh, see yeah, yeah, yeah. people getting fucked up. You see what happens after a kaiju attack. 
And I think Gamera three and four really take that into account where it's like, you know, you meet this in three, you meet this girl who lost her whole family. You watch her lose her whole family. And it's not just like a token type of story. You, you feel it. And in four, you see a lot of Gamera smashing restaurants that people are eating in. And it's like, he's supposed to be this protector and a good guy and helping everybody, but also he's stepping on buildings and they yeah. show that they show what happens and they show that like, I, you know, it's almost like you think about like war. I think we know that like, theoretically wars are supposed to stop more wars or worse things, but that still doesn't mean that wars are like, that doesn't make the wars. Okay. Or good. Gamera is trying to help mankind, but he's fucking cities up while doing it, you know? And I think these two, especially these two movies, but this, this series in general, the Hasey era series of Gamera really show that and put you on the ground for that. They did a good job and, and it's so impactful because you feel how big this monster is. You feel how devastating this battle is. It doesn't just like, I mean, it certainly is thrilling and they do, they do a good job of making it entertaining and it's fun because that's something you got to say about like Godzilla versus Kong. It was fun. Yeah. They mm-hmm. smashed, they destroyed Hong Kong. Who cares? It's super funny and like fun to watch the big monsters fight. But camera tried to remind you that there are consequences to that. Yeah. And, that took some sophistication. And we keep coming back to that word. The Gamera movies are sophisticated. And as much as I've been bagging on Gamera the Brave, if I hadn't just watched three of the best kaiju movies of their time, I don't think this is necessarily a bad film. It doesn't have the scope, but it no. does a good job. And it has sophistication. You have a kid who straight up in the first time you meet him is like, my mom's not in heaven. She's dead straight up dead ashes in a box and they you know they continue that sort of like really mature storytelling and also we're talking about the man on the street point of view you can relate the same kid you know in a a mature my mom is dead and he's trying to pull his friend's pants off and you could totally relate (laughs) (laughs) it's a nice (laughs) gonna write that down yeah, it's a sophisticated storyline where it's like, oh, these kids are really affected by these things. <laughs> Pull his pants off. Pull his pants off. Hey, you guys like toitles? I like toitles. <laughs> uh, before I get too far away from the talking about the Smash score, I got to give a shout out. Uh, Chris Canavo, he's been joining me in the Smash score. Um, he watched the original 1954 Gojira, not even like the Americanized one, like the original OG. Mm. And he did a Smash score. Rumi, what do you think? I'll tell you. It was 96 minutes. How much of that do you think? Just give me a guess. Out of 96 minutes, how much do you think of that was Godzilla smashing from 1956? 15 to 17 minutes. 33 minutes, dog. Really? See, I I mean, I believe you, and I certainly believe Chris, especially on things Godzilla. Um, if you guys have, if you guys like Godzilla shit and Kaiju shit and you haven't listened to our huge three episode all era smackdown with godzilla with yeah. special guest chris canarvo you guys got to check it out it's it, it's fucking awesome and that guy knows his godzilla but i i mean i love that movie but that was always the film the godzilla film the really one where you made you think i didn't realize it was that violent that that much action i think they show a lot going on and certainly there, there is a level of subjectivity i mean i i stop that the second somebody's talking and it's not related sure right but like when i was watching godzilla versus destroya like when the helicopter's circling around them fighting even though those are people talking 
at least they were close enough. Sure. And I would keep it running. I want to know if he considered the end when Godzilla is like being destroyed by the oxygen destroyer. Is that part of it? Because I would consider that definitely action packed. Like, oh my God, he's turning into a skeleton. I'd keep that that timer running. There. Yeah, I agree. And like, I, Interesting. I, I could see it like that movie does show a lot. And when you think of like the original King Kong, which I, I, I want to get that smash score. There's a lot of that action. One, there. And it's fucked. It's brutal. That movie. I've watched it recently. Brutal. Yeah, man. And the original um, Godzilla. Not as much pants pulling off, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky we're not in the same room right now, Ruby. <laughs> My mom is dead. Just kidding. I'll pull your pants off. <laughs> oh, but I do recommend it. If you guys like, if you're into it, this is not one to skip on. It's not one to sleep on. Don't, don't like go in expecting it to be, like I said, it has a pretty, it has the lowest smash score we have, but it's not a bad movie. It has a the lot brave, of The Brave, you're talking about God, Gamera yeah. the Brave? Gamera the Brave has the lowest smash score and it has a lot of heart though. Like it's worth checking out if you're into the series. If, if you don't give a shit, probably don't put it high on your list, but I am not mad that I watched it. Although I got to say, of the four Hasey era Gamera movies, this is not my least favorite. I have to go back and watch one and two now that I have like a taste for it because I watched two, one, three, and four in that order. But now that I like am into it, I think I should go back and watch one and two probably in that order. But like I liked four a lot, a lot. I'd have to, I really have to give them all another, I really got to give them all another view to really say that. And, And this is coming from a guy who, couldn't care less about Gamera two weeks ago before you sent me the box set. And now I'm like respecting them. Gamera 4 might be, to me, it, it, like if I had to rank them right now, I think um, Revenge of Iris is probably my favorite one. I'll put that at number one. Mm-hmm. Wait, should we do a countdown? I was like, the second you started, I was like, you're like stealing our own gimmick that we do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll hit a mark. But <laughs> all right, well, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do the countdown. Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome back. This is the Launchpad Podcast Pulp Culture Countdown for the Gamera Hisi Era box set that we got from Arrow. <laughs> Loving it. Um, yeah, so at number four, we have the Gamera, Guardian of the Universe. This was the first Hesiera. It's pretty good, pretty fun. Some great smash em up stuff, some great kaiju action, but overall, it's just nothing new, except it's very sophisticated in the way it shows some good kaiju action. It's, it's pretty sweet. I like it, but it's not a top spot, buddy. What, what's a, let's keep going up the list. What's at number three? Number th- three is Legion. Number two, yes. which is Gamera. Legion of Guardians of Galaxies, right? <laughs> Gamera 2. Attack of uh, Legion. Legion. Attack of Legion. Yeah. That one was awesome. I think that was probably one of the... Sh- it's to, to quote what you just said earlier, I know that it's a good movie, but I didn't like it as much as I like some of the other ones, which might not have been as good a movie, but I like them more. Yeah. Um, it's got a pretty good bad guy. It's got a... Or, or you know, antagonist, the pretty good evil kaiju. Some am- amazing, really cool world building and, and miniatures and smashing. Oh, yeah. People bullshit is to a, 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 a palpable minimum. Yeah. And the costumes look, the monster costumes look great. I thought that was fun. It was also my 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 true introduction to the AC series. 
I love it. It has some really cool suit action. I think the explosions are great. It's got a huge smash score with 37. It's one of the highest that we've watched. Um, just bitching. But that brings us to number two, Gamma the Brave, the one we've just been bashing on. Uh, it is a friend of the children. It is kind of more um, geared towards a younger audience, but has some really mature and um, pretty strong emotion in it, which I didn't expect. I didn't expect to care about these kids, but it's sophisticated. And this Hisi era brought sophistication that I didn't expect from a kaiju movie, especially one about a tusk turtle that flies out of his rocket legs. <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely a ton of shit in this one that I hated. Well, not hated, but like, uh, stupid kid bullshit. Uh, giant Cupid doll eyes. Uh, yeah. But then also like kid talking about dead mother, kid watching family get eaten in front of him. Like a lot of that shit, excuse me, was pretty baller. And I was like, I kind of like those gut punches in movies. Like, like when you watch, um, um, Watership Down and stuff. You're like, this is a children's movie about this? No, it's or not. At least that has Ugh. this in it. You're like, yeah. oh shit. And I like that, especially like when you, like, I thought I was going into, you know, Son of Godzilla bullshit where it was like, doo, 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 doo. and it was like, immediately my mom is dead. And yeah. I know she is dead. And you're like, oh, damn. That's kind of fun. It's a fun adventure. I also, this for sure had my favorite kaiju, even more so, at least design wise, than Gamera. I loved. Zardaz, what's his name? Zadus. <laughs> I thought he was the coolest design. I thought that's that's the kind of kaiju I like to see my hero fighting. It was really cool. Uh, that was number two, which brings us to number one. Revenge of Iris. Freaking cool, man. Yeah. Just awesome fights. Awesome monster. Um, interesting human elements. I wouldn't say they're great. It certainly is plenty of weird bullshit. At one point, there's like a psychic teaming up with like a video game uh, programmer. These people in this movie do not know what video games are. At one point, he's like doing like how yeah. cell structure reproduces. I was like, that's not. A you video never play game. that game? The <laughs> <laughs> second one comes out in November. It's going to be awesome. Your cell structure is dead. <laughs> it was weird, but whatever. the The human element was cool because it was doing that Batman versus Superman thing way before that movie existed, and uh, the monster fights were brutal. Man, camera got fucked up he was bleeding everywhere Yeah, there's a lot of blood in this series yeah which is awesome because yeah, i love the plus blo blood i really like the bloody godzilla movies like godzilla versus mecha godzilla is really bloody mm -hmm. and i love yeah. that like the ones from the 60s got bloody and then they're like no 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 let's tone that shit down friend of the children and you're like what no this one th yeah this one would he cuts off his own arm and impales it into another monster he doesn't cut it off he fireballs it off <sighs> i don't know if that's better or worse First of all, think of the aim you have to have. He's a fucking turtle. Proportionately, his arms are a lot shorter than mine, right? right. Like, think about think about how precise you'd have to blow a fireball to burn off just this part of your arm, right? It's like, if I miss, I'm blowing this right down my leg. Missing arm, <laughs> leg, one of my nuts. Like, it's all just... It's not to be gross, but it's kind of like when you're jogging and you try to spit a loogie and it, like, you don't do well and it runs down you or hits you in the arm and you're like... <laughs> First of all, gross. <laughs> Second of all, how stupid do you feel you spit on yourself? My son, my two-year-old son doesn't even do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Because uh, we've all done that. Ugh. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a beard too now, so it just yeah. doesn't, just, ugh. 
You know what I have to say? This is like the huge, this is the one true difference between the genders and the sexes, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, every woman is probably like, what? Like, Ew, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? You guys spit and sometimes <laughs> unsuccessfully. <laughs> I'm glad that was your reference and not, so sometimes I'm at a urinal and I just can't, it's just all over my, just like, uh, yeah. No, don't I'm look at, good with that. Don't I look could, at the magazines next to the toilet. <laughs> I could pee a hand off, no problem. That would be easy. I could. I can aim that shit. oh my god that's incredible uh so yeah guys we bought this this uh box set from arrow they have a two box set going it's the showa era which that is a an acquired taste and the hisi era which is red red. so get your copy today um i highly recommend it at least the first three but if you dig the first three you will dig the fourth one but like I said, there is caveats to it. It's not the coolest smashing thing ever, but it has a lot of heart. So I give these movies a ton of credit. I'm so glad I had an impulse buy. I was like, I need these camera movies. This flying. How did I don't know if mine. you ever said it. If you if it's not a huge, long, boring story, how did like why did you pull the trigger on this to begin with? Where did that come from? It was the best of times. It was the worst <laughs> of times. <laughs> Call me Rumi. Well, it started with my mom was dead. And not in heaven dead. I mean, like, in the ground dead. Um, I was reading articles about other kaiju movies. Like, I was trying to find, you know, what, what it, there, there, there's not a ton, you know? It's this, yeah. there's Gamera, there's a couple Ultraman. other creatures. Ultraman's fun. Um, I just, I just love the tokusatsus, and I love the kaiju movies. And Gamera, again and again and again, was like, the Hisiera Gamera are some of the best kaiju movies ever made because of how cool they were shot and the monster suits. And I was like... Well, I'm down. Why not? So then I tried to look it up and Arrow was like, haha, we released a giant box set that had all the movies for like 150 bucks. But that came out during quarantine when I wasn't spending money like that. And now they're like $400 for the full box set. So they're like, now we'll sell you one in one so you can like spend even more money. I'm like, ah, so pissed off. So I just bought, I just bought the He Sierra instead of the whole, whole thing. And Oh man, I'm so Does glad it I do. stop? Is is Gamera the Brave the last one? Doesn't it go further than that? That's it. So in 2015, you can look online. There's a three minute short that was shown at like a I think New York Comic Con that is bitching. It is a really really cool action packed short of this kid being like, "When I was a child, my father and I ran from the Gaios, and Gamera saved me." And it's like Gamera fucking up Gaios. His dad gets eaten by one of the mutant birds. Gamera fireballs the Gaios and they're like skin bubbles and their eyes pop and they turn into skeletons and crash on the street and like he's bitching and scary looking but it's all CGI and it was like mm. it, it looks great and people are like why didn't they turn that into a movie and people are like I don't know nobody knows why they didn't but I think it's you know the company um, probably had some shakeups and some mix-ups and nobody's interested in making giant monster movies like that anymore but they should because it's so good and they're so cool. Just keep making I them. Why not? I bet you the, con- the company had a wag the dog moment and they were like, go, Gamera, get out of here. Get out of here. Wag the dog moment. I know it's really <laughs> called shoe the dog. And they said, get out of here. And Gamera did. And they were like, oh, we just wanted to test you and see if you really loved us. <laughs> you weren't supposed to leave. You're supposed to come back and not get hit by a truck. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I, I'm going I'm back. I'm a convert and- for sure. I'm a convert. I would say I would, I would recommend all these highly. Highly. I'm gonna go back. I'll watch the show as when I fucking get to it. I'm not as motivated, but yeah, I mean not, it'll be fun. Maybe they're Kento not as good. Them. Yeah, they are cheesy, but like not to me. Not even in the fun way that Godzilla show era is cheesy and fun. Like the Gamera show era is real cheesy. This is more like 
Godzilla was for kids many times. It looks like Showa Aragamera was for kids. Camera, like for camera. stupid kids. Camera, yeah. Camera. <laughs> yeah, man. Real bad. And like, it is what it is, but I, I, I love it. I've been going back and watching more Godzilla now. I watch Godzilla versus Destroya. I watch uh, Godzilla Terror Mecha Godzilla. I've been I've been just diving in anywhere I can see more Godzilla. One of I don't remember which one, if it's the Cosmic Monster or Mecha Godzilla. One of them has boobs, robot fake boobs. Terror Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. This I didn't know that until like recently when the yeah. show when the Showa era Godzilla movies came out on Blu-ray through Criterion. I rewatched them and I was like, wait, there's kind of fake nudity in that and they don't draw attention to it it's not sexualized at all they're like let's just fix this robot girl but have her robot boobs sitting out as well that look like real boobs but they look like latex while we're doing robot surgery on her her boobs will be out for no reason i almost got you a tiny card with that painted on there but (laughs) he held up the predator card if you guys haven't ever watched our youtubes check them out um there's a lot of times I don't know about this one because this was live, quote unquote. But a lot of times the YouTube has shit in it that we don't put on the aired episode, the track episode. So if you want to watch us like with some extra funny shit that we cut out for one reason or another. But it also has the visual gags like Rumi holding up these sexy, sexy predator cards. And he's holding them up in like little sneaky little ways. (laughs) So yeah, you can watch us on YouTube. You can also follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod. And our website, LaunchpadPod.com. We love hearing from you guys. If you guys are down for Smash Scorn, if you want to watch a movie and keep track of like how much awesome shit is in a kaiju movie, let me know. Hit me up. Email me. Uh, hit me up on social media. Uh, let me know, and I will. You know, let me know what movie you want to watch, and I'll get you hooked up on this list. I have a Google Doc going that everybody can just kind of keep score. Um, if you're down to watch some Godzilla kaiju movies, whatever you want, hit me up. We'll get you on the Smash Score. Um, and then once we get like a pretty decent collection going, uh, we're gonna do a big episode with it. We'll have Chris Canavo on, and we'll talk uh, Smash Score and kaiju movies. It'll be great. That'll be super cool. All right, dude. Let's blast this thing off. This has been really fun. I'm really glad we got to do this. Awesome. We're the Rocketeers. We are out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.